702. I want us to talk about gentle parenting this morning on our Family Matters feature. It's all about encouraging that personal growth and, and reflection for your children where parents are more patient, they're more compassionate and empathetic in their approach to parenting. It doesn't mean you don't discipline your children. It doesn't mean you're too lenient on them. It just means you are more intentional about understanding your child's feelings and you respond accordingly in a way that is beneficial to that child's emotional well-being. And that requires a lot of patience and empathy. All right? Have you practiced gentle parenting before? It's important to note that this kind of parenting is different from things like permissive parenting, which is classified as having low expectations of a child. You know, you permit your child to do whatever they want. You know, permissive parents often opt out of disciplining a child altogether, but gentle parents discipline, yeah? They still discipline, but they use age-appropriate tactics, and your response is well thought through. It's empathetic. So I want us to explore the core principles of gentle parenting. Uh, some of the effective strategies for communication and discipline when you are employing this kind of strategy and, and just the long-term benefits for your children and for you as, as parents. If you've tried gentle parenting before, let me know how, how, how that is coming about. Huh? Is that how you were raised, perhaps? How did that benefit you? Was it good or was it bad for you? 011-883-0702. That's where you can call to join this discussion. Or send a WhatsApp voice note on 072-702-1702. Nozio Hombata is a parenting coach who's going to be with us throughout this discussion. Nozio, thank you for making time for us. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Clemens. Good morning, 702 listeners. It's Nozipo. Nozipo. Oh, apologies for that. Thank yes, you. Yes. <laughs> what are the core <laughs> principles and values, uh, Nozipo, of gentle parenting? And, and how do they differ from the other parenting approaches yeah so gentle parenting some refer to it as peaceful parenting others refer to it as conscious parenting but in a way it is i love how you started off by saying it's not permissive because that is you know such an important thing to say because there's this misconception in in gentle parenting is more challenging actually than traditional parenting because we aren't instilling fear where our children become so afraid to us and they're complying because they are afraid or using control so that we force them to do what we want them to do. What it means is that we as the adults, we as the parents are the ones who get to discover our own emotional regulation when we're feeling dysregulated mm. and we foster communication and we want to understand what our children's wants and needs are and we become the models for our children so that they can do the same. It requires us to really like be clear around our own family values so that we teach it to our children. I mean, I'm an advocate for gentle parenting. I've been practicing it for three years now mm. and it has changed my life personally mm. and it comes with commitments and access and it takes patience and it is one of those things where it is not about perfection it's a small steps each and every single day yeah how do you employ this kind of strategy while not letting your kids feel they can do whatever they want because, well, the consequences are not going to be that great uh, because, oh, they you know, mommy's going to ask me or daddy's going to ask me, why did you do that? What made you do that? As opposed to, 
you have done something wrong. These are the consequences. We're taking that iPad or you're banned from seeing your friends. So how do you balance the two? Um, and as I said to the listeners earlier, gentle parenting doesn't necessarily mean you don't discipline your kids, right? But sometimes the kids may look at that approach as a get out of the get out of jail card. Mm, it is about gentle parenting is about establishing boundaries for your children in a way where they don't get to feel bad about themselves. That you are they always know and believe you are on their side. And when you, instead of attaching judgments and labels to the child, is that you, you come from a place of curiosity as the parent. Let's take the example of the iPad that you've used and you've mm. said that the boundary is that the iPad must be off at eight o'clock. You arrive at 10 past eight or quarter past eight and you're already feeling angry. Your first um, instinct is to go there and remove this iPad and say, you know what? I told you that at eight o'clock we must switch this iPad off. That's traditional parenting now. I told you you must switch it off. Da, da, da. But in general parenting, you come in with the understanding that your child is not doing what they're doing to irritate you or annoy you. It is of the belief that developmentally, they still need your assistance to know and to hold that boundary because you don't necessarily um, can say like, they probably can't tell the time that it's eight o'clock. What have you as the parent done to help them along? And sometimes, you know, the the, the energy you bring into that conversation would be, I see you really battling to keep, let me help you by taking the iPad away from you. So the energy is very different by like saying, I told you, how many times was I told you the same thing? And you go, you literally take it away mm. as opposed to coming in with that. I want to help you. I want to for you to cooperate and you understand. And the child actually, when you set that boundary, they know why it's important and it takes time. You say, will you, the iPad is off at eight o'clock because an hour before bedtime we take it away because it's going to help you sleep better and you're able to fall asleep. So they understand and the reason we do that as a family is because we value, we want our bodies to be rested because we value health so that it's grounded on and with more practice what mm. happens is that the child is not doing this because they're scared you're going to take it away or because they, they're doing it because they intrinsically know and yeah. believe that it's aligned and yeah and in that way when they get to wherever they go they they are held by by this belief that this is how we do things in our home uh, and you do the same as well you, yeah. you mentioned the word yeah. practice and and i thought okay and, and you said it does take time so what are some of the effective strategies for fostering that mutual respect and even understanding between you as a parent and the children within that framework of gentle uh, parenting. Is it something you discuss with them, uh, Nozipo, and say, listen, this is my approach. Uh, I, I approach parenting in this manner because I want you to understand what the consequences are. I want to help you with the boundaries. I, I want you to know that I'm not necessarily punishing you when I discipline, but it's more helping you, um, you know, do the right things, whatever the case is. I, I'm trying to, let's help other parents yeah. who want the strategies that they can employ where they can because i imagine mutual respect is going to be very important when you practice this kind of parenting yes and it can be extremely hard because if you grew up in a parenting paradigm like some of us where the children are the ones who respect the elders 
and it's not the other way around, it's not reciprocated, it's a very hard thing to be able to do. So what we're saying in gentle parenting is that we are replacing this using threats and shouting at children with actually communication that doesn't hurt the children and that it is possible to authentically express feelings in a way that is healthy and doesn't hurt the children. And if the child is having an emotional, I mean, we were raised to believe that emotions, they good and bad emotions and you must stuff them down and you're not supposed to, um, you know, um, show anger, you, you know. So we, we, we learn to suppress all of those things. So what we're saying in gentle parenting is that it is okay. It is safe for you to express your anger if you feel it. But my role as a parent is that I don't take that and make it a reflection on me. It is just what it is. My child is having an emotional reaction about something that they may not like. And when you come in, you do the disciplining. You t- when, you know, when you help the child take the iPad, they're having a tantrum. Your job is to remain calm in that, in that instance when they're having that tantrum and not join in it. Because when you're joining in it, that's when the power struggle happens simply because you bringing your own unresolved things from your own parenting into the dynamic, which has actually got nothing to do with the child. Um, and the thing is like, what, what happens is that what, what children is that when we use these kind of behaviors, I mean, our own behavior and exerting our control on them, they don't love us as their parents less. Instead, they end up loving themselves less. Ah, I got you. I got you. Okay, let, let's take some inputs from our listeners on 011-8830702 and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. Have you practiced gentle parenting before? Is that how you were raised? And how did that make you turn out um, as an adult? And if that's something you're practicing now, how is that turning out for your children? Uh, Maboki in the Brecken Down. Good morning. Hi, good morning, good morning, Clement and everyone. Oh, yes, uh, this is a very interesting topic, you know. I, the way I was raised, uh, my mom was, you know, we were raised in that era where anything that is next to her will be thrown at you. Mm. You know, you'll be walking into the kitchen and there's a spoon there. It's on your head, you know. And my dad also used to give very hard physical, you know, physical hygiene. And I, when I got children, I used the same method as well, you know, my two girls, physical hygiene. But my daughter, she's, she's 34, she's got two kids, mm. uh, 10 and 9. I've seen how, how amazing she raises her kids, you know. She's so gentle. She sets boundaries. She's so gentle the way she speaks to them. And you can see how understanding they realize their mm. mistakes because, you know, she will even like kneel down to their level and look them into the eye and explain to them how this is not supposed to be done. And she will find out why did you do it? She will not scream. You know, I used to scream. And sometimes when they visit, when I want to scream at them, she looks at me. She just give me that one look. <laughs> and you and, know. <laughs> and I know. And I say, and I come down. And I try to do it like she's doing it. It's not easy. But I'm learning. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And the children are very respectful. They are amazing. They are so understanding. You know, they can even turn around and say, but Gogo, you are supposed to say this. Mm. And we realize that, wow. And that changes the whole environment and situation. Oh. And yeah, and I, I can attest to that, you know, 
raising children, being very gentle, setting boundaries. And the thing is, you have to make sure that they understand what they are doing is not right and mm-hmm. why it's not right. And you don't just say, don't do that. I smack you. They don't know why you're not supposed to do it. But you, it's a thing that you need to practice until you get it right. And yeah, yeah that's a very interesting topic. Thank oh, you so interesting. much. Thank you, thank you, Maboki, for, for sharing that experience with us about your your daughter and your grandchildren as well. It how So, Nozipo, I'm just thinking about the grandparents here. You know how you yeah, were raised. Yeah. I know how I was raised. <laughs> and that's that's the that's the best way they knew how at the time, right? How they raised us. And Absolutely. it was far different to gentle parenting. So how do they then adapt to how their children are raising their children? Because a lot of children spend a lot of time with their grandparents. So it can be confusing for children to, you are with your parents and they are gentle parenting you. And then when you go to be with your grandparents, suddenly you get smacked on, you're screamed at. That can be confusing. Um, mm. on the child's esteem, mm. on what they see as wrong or not, and on what they their approach is to, to consequence management. Mm, that's so true. And I just, you know, I want to say that our parents, they did the best that they could with the information that they had at the time. And as we progress, research is becoming more clearer. We have so much more access to information. And yes, our parents, you know, it's sometimes so tempting to get there and like, and judge them and say, no, you did it wrong. Don't do it like this. You know, this is how much all you can do is be that good, you know, that example of what it looks like. Like the caller now is that she's watching this. It is like one of the most remarkable things that you can't, yes, people will frown on it or whatever, but your job as the parent who practices gentle parenting is not to convince anybody and say, you're doing it wrong, you must do it like this. By them watching you do it and as even your own parents and you being, you know, stepping into that leadership when they see how your children are, um, are responding to you, it calls on them, even though they want to, like granny wants to shout, the children will be so in such a respectful manner, be able to call them out on it. And it can be such a beautiful, it, it doesn't always work perfectly, but what you find happening is that the children start resisting and saying, I don't want to go to so-and-so's place because I don't, because now children raised in this uh, paradigm are so much more vocal and they're able to tell, I don't like the way so-and-so makes me feel and I don't want to go there because of X, Y, Z. And then when they know that their relationship is not prioritized with the person that you're asking them to spend time with, they resist and don't want to mm. be around a person who makes them feel a certain way. Yeah. Um, even sometimes it can be your own family and it is so difficult to then navigate it. But what, you know, what I always advise my clients on is yours is not to judge and tell people what to do, but really to be what and you when you model it and your children do it they 90 percent of the time gonna like realize what it actually does to the mm. family dynamic yeah hey, yeah adapting can can really be hard I, I visited a friend some time ago <laughs> who's got a little one and the little one was was being naughty and and i said no don't do that and the little one's eyes popped and I remember he looked at his mom and m- mommy, who's my friend, said, no, we don't use that word with him. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? So, 
<laughs> when he does something yes. wrong, what's going to happen? Huh? It's like, no, you don't use the word, you know, no, do you, no, you don't, don't do that. Like, you need to, they were like, no, there's a way you can still make him see that what he's doing is wrong. And I was like, mm, okay, mm. gentle parenting. Um, mm. Janet, you mm. calling from Pretoria. Good morning. Good morning, Clement. How are you? I'm all right. Go ahead. Well, you know, thank you for this show. Um, I'm parenting two teenagers. Mm. And, you know, I did not see the importance of this uh, gentle parenting until now when they are teenagers. Mm. You know, when we grew up, my mom will tell you what to do and you don't have to say anything after she spoke. You need to do it. Mm. And with my kids, they tell you, Ma, I can't do that because one, two, three, four, five. And I, I, sometimes I, I felt like they are challenging me. They want to do what they wish to do at their own time. But lately I realized these kids are actually teaching me to parent them in a certain way. And now I'm getting the the answer when Nozipo is saying it's gentle parenting. I was frustrated and my my seventeen year old she 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 answers back and the frustration, I think it's me who caused it. And I'm now, as you are speaking, I get so many answers that mm. I need to change the way I'm, I'm parenting them. Hey, Clementi, that's going to be trouble. Hey, the trouble is not My mom, my mom, the trouble Yeah, the trouble And I'm that mother who will say, get out. My house, my rules. My house, my rules. How dare you respond to me? And and when they respond, Janet, it's an opportunity for you to understand. I mean, if she says, but mommy, I don't feel like doing that. I mean, it's an opportunity for you to engage them further and say, why do you not feel like that? Tell mommy, you know, and then it becomes a conversation and not a, you're a parent that just instructs, instructs, instructs. In fact, you are creating a rebellious behavior when you operate in that manner. Exactly. So, you know, I think today my eyes are more opened. And the other thing that I I struggle with is I I sometimes push them away. Like, I want Mm. them to be close. I want them to see me as the safest person who can speak to when they went through challenges outside home. So sometimes I feel like I'm pushing them away. I want them to to trust me. I want Mm. to be a cool mom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Janet, I'll I'll get Nozipo to give us some tips on how you can be uh, a cool mom. And cool mom doesn't mean you let them, you know, get away with everything or anything for that matter. When they've done something wrong, uh, there's consequence management, and that is so important. Um, but but Nozipo, Janet raises that point of, I want my kids. I mean, how is your child going to be comfortable to come and say, Mommy, I messed up, or Mommy, I did something and I'm in trouble, when you have not created that space, when you are constantly blaming them and not even wanting to hear their side of the story, I mean, a child is not going to come to you and say, I'm pregnant or I'm, I've just done an abortion, for instance. Mm-hmm. But when, you, when you've created that mm-hmm. environment, a child can come to you and say, Mommy, I'm, I'm pregnant. And I know this is an extreme example, but as a mommy and the child considers a dangerous process to do abortion, you can save the child's life. You can talk to them about what can be done. And yes, there can be consequences later 
If they're young, they're staying in your yard. As a parent, you decide how you handle it. But I'm talking about that environment that is so safe for me as a child to go to my mom, to go to my dad and say, I messed up. And you can't create that when you haven't gentle parented them, can you? Absolutely, you can't. And when you are creating an environment that is about your child trusting you, so you're that safe person for them, you need to show them at home what that looks like. I mean, most of us, our parents never apologize to us when they did something wrong. We don't know what an authentic apology looks like. It's like, ah, sorry, you know. But when you've messed up and you go back to your child and you say, I'm imagining you feeling this way because I did X, Y, Z. I just want to say, I'm sorry. They learn like, oh, okay, it's possible to take responsibility when I've done something wrong and this is what it looks like, you know, because we've been living in this huge misunderstanding that obedience is the path to, to respect and that, you know, we assume that children won't make right decisions from their own internal sense of what's right and wrong and that we must demand that they obey us. That's not true, you know, and when we, and it doesn't mean that we don't provide children with like guidance and explanation and, you know, we still teach them about the world and how to navigate this from a place of integrity and all their morals mm. and that they like, we raise children who are like, have got, who are ethical and we are the ones who teach them, like when we do this, like that, you know, come question and we instill this fear, we're teaching them that they need to obey authority without question mm, and that mm. we teach them that compliance is more important than your own integrity. Mm. And and then when we do this, then they don't, we, we teach them not to trust themselves. And then we create children, especially teenagers, who look outward instead of inward for answers and constantly seeking validation and te- for somebody to tell them what to do because their decision-making is relying on somebody else and external figures and authorities. And then we, they allow others to dictate their actions rather than authentically what they believe to be. Right. Oh. And then that's why I like they end up entering into relationships and careers because they don't have a voice. And yeah, I could go on and on, yeah. but um, it's important that we start to raise children, a generation of children that are not people pleasers mm. and are not bullies either. Definitely. That's where it starts. All right. It's 11.30. Family Matters. Right, it's 25 minutes now before 12 o'clock on our Family Matters feature this morning. We're talking about gentle parenting uh, with Nozi Po Mbata, who's a parenting coach, and she's explained to us what gentle parenting is about. You are more patient, you are more compassionate and empathetic in your approach uh, to parenting. It doesn't mean you don't discipline your kids or that you're too lenient on them, uh, but you're more intentional about understanding your child's feelings. Uh, and you respond accordingly in a way that is beneficial uh, to that child's emotional well-being. Even in your discipline approach, you are very considerate, you are more thoughtful um, as opposed to a chobolo, and you are just there to want to punish without wanting to understand why certain actions um, applied with your kids. Have you tried gentle parenting? Are you struggling with it? How have you turned out to be if you were gentle parented? 
You can give us a call or send us a WhatsApp voice note. Ruth has called us from Randbeck. Ruth, good morning. Hi, good morning, Clarence. Um, no, I love I love the show. I love the topic, and it's quite topical for me at the moment. Mm. I'm a, a parent to a nine year old and a six year old, and um, I don't, uh, you know, we don't hit them, um, and we always try and kind of implement consequence management. But lately, I've been thinking, like, why should the consequence be something like material that I take away? So you know, it's either if you don't listen to me. There's not going to be TV, or there's not going to be pocket money, or you're not mm. going to go on that play date. Why can't the, the consequence be that they are making their mom and dad unhappy? And I've been like struggling with that at the moment because you know you, I want to raise empathetic, caring um, children and mm. you know adults one day, but if the consequence is always something material, then it's almost like you're saying the TV uh, or, or the play date or the pocket money is more important than, you know, making your parents happy or showing respect to to somebody else by, you know, by listening. Um, and so I've really been just struggling with that at the moment. Um, and, I, and I don't know if there's anything that your guests can speak to on that in yeah. that regard. Yeah, well, Ruth, good luck. Hey? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's hear if you can get some tips. Uh, Nozipo? Yes, that's a very important one. I'm so glad she's raised it because um, in gentle parenting, we navigate between natural and logical consequences because you a, a consequence has to be linked to the action. So if I said I will bake my bed at 8 o'clock in the morning and then the consequence becomes I can't go to my friend's birthday party, it's got nothing to do with making the bed or anything. So it actually doesn't work. Um, and, you know, when we say homework, do your homework, we follow it up with a logical consequence that I'm not going to force you to do it. You're going to, the consequence is when you get to school, you're going to have to answer to your teacher and you're going to get not so good grades. And ultimately, this is, you know, this is what's going to happen to your, your grades. You're going to have to repeat the grade because that's a logical consequence of your action. And, um, I, yeah, so it's so important to be able to, when you navigate, is that, yes, we don't, it's not because we devoid consequences, rather we don't do arbitrary consequences that have to got to do with punishment or loss of privileges, um, because then it's not teaching your child anything, because you'll find they'll go and they'll do exactly the same thing. Mm, yeah. Uh, Vusmozi, Infoways, good morning. Morning, Clement. Um, Clement, I do understand fully what Nozipo is saying. I agree with uh, almost everything that she's saying now. Uh, however, I worry about, you know, the, uh, the fact that, you know, this protection that we are giving to them, because we worry about their feelings, don't use this weight mm. because this is how it makes them feel. Uh, use, uh, you know, gentle parenting because this is how it, it will make them feel, you know. Mm. Uh, so we give them this protection. Uh, they become victims. But my worry is that when they go out there, you know, the world out there is not gentle. Mm. You know, they mm. go to school, they interact with kids, other kids. They interact with teachers, you know, they join a sports team, you know. And the mom is not going to be there when when their eyes pop to say we don't use that weight, you yeah. know. Uh, and this protection is not going to last forever. 
I, I'm the strong person I am now, you know, because of how my parents raised me. You know, they raised me in a certain way, you know, and that way prepared me to deal with, you know, the adversaries uh, of the real world. It's yeah. just my two cents uh, word. Yeah, um, th- thank you for, for those two cents, Vosmozi, um, who's calling us from four ways. Uh, Nozipo, Vosmozi raises uh, the issue of the world out there. It's not gentle. So yeah, you're gentle parenting your children, but they're going to get into a world that's, that's pretty tricky. Um, and he says, well, the way he was raised is, you know, is prepared him for this world. But other people may argue that, um, the, the strictness with, with which they were raised has actually affected so much, even in the way they attach in relationships. Some have become defensive. Some are not are too trusting. There's just so much that can affect you when you are being raised. Uh, by strict parents who expect you somehow to be perfect. Whatever mistake you make is not allowed, and the consequences are so severe, even for the most uh, simplest of, of mistakes you've made. Uh, how do you respond to Vosmuzi? Mm, I think we are in a world where you know people's hearts have been hardened. That's so much that we could do with a lot more gentleness and kindness. And I just want to use an example that we don't say like you become a walkover or a doormat and people can do whatever they like because you can't. It's actually the opposite, that you're able to stand up for yourself, but in a way that's nonviolent. Um, for example, I mean, I've got a 10-year-old son. He grows up in a home of where he's being gently parented. And when somebody has said something hurtful for him, he's able to communicate back, even if it's to a teacher or a coach to say, you know, I don't like this because it makes me feel this way. Please, can you refrain from doing that? And like, and it's not because he's any special or whatever, but because he has a voice and, and able to say how he wants to be treated rather than a child, you know, rather than saying, okay, either taking it and then saying, crying and saying, oh my goodness, this person is being so mean to me, blah, mm. blah, or uh, pretending it's not happening and just keeping quiet. Mm. Um, and then, you know, then people will keep on doing, doing things to you because you're not, you're not saying anything. Mm. Um, so if anything, you are through gentle parenting, giving your children a voice to stand up for themselves in a way that is kind and um, empathetic and from a place of them being able to be curious and talk about like, you know, I, and be, have a reason why they think the things that they do and say, I didn't like what you did because when you you do this, it makes me feel this way. Please, can you stop? Yeah. I mean, one of the things I'm, I've picked up uh, just with myself, Nozipo, is how, you know, you know, some, sometimes you, you don't tell people how they've made you feel. In fact, you just decide to close the door, right, and, and shut off. Uh, because, you know, that also has its roots from, from how you were raised, where there was never an opportunity for me to go to my mom or dad and say, I didn't like how you shouted at me the other day. Or, in fact, they'll shout you more. Yes. <laughs> and they'll show you flames. Imagine going to your mom and dad, hey, I didn't like how you spoke to me earlier. What? How dare you? So, and that thing when you grow up, I mean, I, I, I've struggled with that. And through therapy, I'm learning to actually express myself and say, I don't like what you did. But it's something I've struggled with for so long. And I realized that because growing up, there was just... It's happening. You take it or leave it. And you, there's no opportunity for you to even tell us, 
um, how that's affected you. So um, to to God to, was it Godfrey's point um, or the the other listeners' uh, point? Sometimes, yeah, you may think you are prepared for the world that is not as gentle. But sometimes, you know, being raised in such a strict manner and not allowing for kids to make mistakes and them for them to self-correct sometimes makes them, you know, have issues later on when we then they deal with issues around conflict. Godfrey, you are in Krugersdorp. What do you want to say? Hi. Hi. Good day, uh, Clement. Uh, I would like to concur with your guest there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been practicing gentle parenting myself. And uh, my daughter, she's 11 years right now, and it's been working for me. My uh, my daughter, she's very disciplined, and uh, she's more like a leader. Mm-hmm. Usually, before I take certain decisions, I will literally sit her down and consult with her, and then yeah. she will give me suggestions. And actually, sometimes I'll follow her suggestions. Mm-hmm. So for me, it, it it's working for me. And I'm saying I'm fully concurring with your guest there mm. that uh, it has empowered my child to a point whereby I trust my child to make decisions mm. on her own without necessarily me being involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, you've right raised the leader there. Thank you, uh, Godfrey, in Kruger's job. Let's listen to some WhatsApp voice notes. For me, you know, you've as parents, you've got to hold yourself um, to the same standard that you expect from your children. So whereas as far as gentle parenting goes, I've seen so many parents who say that they do it in theory, but actually they don't practice it um, themselves. So, that, for example, they'll say, you know, the iPad should be turned off an hour before bedtime because it could disrupt your sleep. But then you see parents sitting there on their iPads right in front of their children, not modeling what they expect from them. Mm, that's a good point, no, Zipo, eh? Yeah. I mean, actions speak louder than words, right? Absolutely. And our children uh, do as we as we do and not as we say. Mm. I so agree in that when you've established those boundaries around this, they, they're not only applicable to the children, it's applicable to you because they're looking to you to do the things. Yeah. Morning, Clement. Um, I failed dismally at um, gentle parenting, to be honest. Uh, I'm raising two boys. One is eight, one is one year, five months. Um, boys, boys are naughty. The eldest one is not so naughty, uh, but he knows which buttons to press and um, how to manipulate people. So I sometimes get upset because I see it, uh, then I become harsh, I shout. And then the little one also, the little one is very naughty, like he's a very active baby. So he does whatever he wants to do, you know, and very stubborn as well so i don't know as you put it so i don't know maybe i need to learn the gentle parenting but with boys i don't think that works <laughs> shame i can hear the frustration there yeah oh yeah there are a lot of chobolos out there because we were also raised by the chobolo like by strict parents so um a lot of us are not gonna it's not gonna be easy for us to escape uh, that approach to parenting. How do you how do you deal with kids that are manipulative? Uh, point they take advantage of your gentle parenting. Because even Morocco on the WhatsApp line says, uh, Clement, you you guys must be very careful. Children can be manipulative. Mm, 
Those are the labels and judgments I was talking about that we place on our children um, in that all their their behaviors at the end of the day, we are, you know, in gentle, peaceful parenting, we say that uh, every single behavior of a child is an attempt to have their need met. Regardless of the behavior, it's either a need is being met or a need is being unmet. So when you as a, use that as a starting point and get curious about why is my child behaving the way they are before labeling and judgment, judging their actions, you will tend to be, you probably will be really sad when you get to hear the real reason why the child is behaving the way that they're behaving. And simply because, I mean, also there's, we also use a lot of, um, work around the understanding the development stage of a child because it's different at every age mm. and it's different for every child what you can expect them to be able to do. I mean, the part of the brain that's responsible for reasoning is not fully developed until the age of 23. Mm. And sometimes we set our children up for failure and expect them to do things that they're not developmentally ready to do. So what I I normally encourage parents who are battling with making this hard change. It's really hard. It's starting from a point of under, making like understanding your own story around how you are parented and almost, and when you've managed to form a coherent narrative and understanding on the things, on why you do the things that you do, it becomes a doorway for you to start doing the hard work on cha- making those changes that mm. you desire. And what we see is when, when you as a parent start doing that work and unlearning those conditioned ways of being, miraculously, the behavior of your child starts to change as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Buitoko in Pretoria, good morning. Good morning, Clem. How are you? Good, how are you? Excellent. So I'm also doing a gentle parenting and I also realize that it's not only about the discipline, but it's also about the development of the child. Mm-hmm. So what we did in the beginning of the year, we took our four-year-old daughter to a very strict, rigid school, but the mental between me and my husband was to prepare the child to go to grade one. Only to find out three months later, she goes back and says, Mommy, I'm not happy. And when we ask, why aren't you happy? Uh, is the teacher not teaching well? But she loved her teacher. Mm. But we realized that uh, she was not able or mature enough at that t- this time to handle the richness of the timeless academia of that school. And when we changed her school to another one where they allowed playtime, where she didn't have to do homeworks at four, mm. she began to be more happier. And, 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 and you know, we listened. So, so, so we gave her a voice. And, mm. you know, so to me, it's about that, that understanding, not imposing ourselves on the child, but say that, okay, who are you and what you want and how can we help you mm. to develop according to your own pace and according to your own, you know, teach you basically as an individual and listening to you as we help you to become the better person in this world. Oh, I like that we talk. And you see, your gentle parenting wow. allowed for openness. Mm-hmm. Your child was able to come and say, Mommy, I'm not happy there. Yeah. Some children don't have um, that option to even go and say, I am not happy because there's no openness. Thank you for sharing that with us, Buitoko. Let's go to four ways now. Dumani, good morning. Uh, good morning, Clement. How are you? Hey, Tara. Shop, shop, man. How's it? 
No, all good, man. I'm just saying that I used to be a pharmacist at this camp, and mm. uh, my first encounter with this whole the consequences of gentle parenting was when I saw a, a parent, a young mother, bring in her daughter who had openly, you know, told her that she had sexual intercourse the uh, night before and she had brought them into the pharmacy to collect uh, um, medication and uh, oral contraceptives mm. as well as uh, morning after pill. And I just felt like a child could be that, I couldn't believe mm. that a child could be that open to their own parents. And mm. for me, that was my aha moment of this whole gentle uh, parenting. Yeah. So I just, uh, that's what I just wanted to say, that, mm. you know, if parents and children can be that open to each other. Yes. I know a lot of people who wouldn't be open. Or, and they've done that, right? They've done that, but they were not open enough to go to their parents. Exactly. I mean, there's some people that yeah. Like I wouldn't open up to anyone about that. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Ah, that just yeah. Thanks comment. for sharing that observation, man. Um, uh, quite an important one. Uh, the opposite of that is your child is actually going to be involved in sexual intercourse, and they may get a, an infection or they may fall pregnant, and they're not going to come to you because you haven't created that mm. safe space for them to come and say, "Hey, mm. this is what I've done," you know. Uh, and 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 you are able to to then deal with it when it's there in front of you, and you're avoiding consequences that could be so severe, including that the child may try to commit suicide because they cannot bear your disappointment. Because remember, the, in 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 your eyes, they're supposed to be these perfect human beings, or they end up going for yeah. for abortion options that are so dangerous that may cost their lives. Why? Because there was no opportunity for you to sit down with your dad, with your mom and say, I've messed up. Um, your tips, last last words, Nozipo, to, to parents around this approach of, of, I mean, a lot of them say they've tried it. Some of them it's worked for some. They think uh, they're struggling a little bit with them. Uh, just your last words. And maybe before that, let me just read this message that's come through. Hi, Clement. I tell my kids every day I love them. I do not hit my child, uh, but don't get me wrong. My house is a dictatorship. When it comes to my son, my job as a parent is to raise my kids with morals, um, coping with skills and confidence. This parenting style does not have good outcomes. We have a whole generation in the West. Um, we can see the outcomes. Another one says, Clement, I'm a huge advocate for gentle parenting. I was also raised um, that way um, by my, my folks and I've been intentional about doing things uh, differently for my kids. Oh, okay. I think the person says I was raised um, opposite to gentle parenting, but I have been intentional about doing things different for my kids aged five and nine. Being a single mom, it hasn't always been easy to implement, but I've seen better results in terms of how they stick to the rules, their routines, their boundaries. Me practicing gentle parenting has also created such a safe space within us because they are able to communicate their fears openly with me. That's Lerato in Midrand. Your last words, Nozipo? My last words uh, to, to parents is that at the end of the day, um, the goal is to raise children who love themselves, who believe that they are enough mm. and are worthy, and who are going to engage with the world from yeah. a place of radical or for a, you know, from a place of unconditional acceptance of yeah. themselves and the world around them. And when you in a home create an environment where 
all topics. Like there's no topic that is off the table. Mm. You're able to, because when you say, oh, don't ask me that, it's all adult stuff. When children come ask you things, it's already you're shutting the door for yeah. them. And if you are serious around raising children who are going to trust you and you become that point of call when anything yeah. goes wrong or that you become that person and this safe space. Yeah, Nozipombata, parenting coach. Thank you. This has been insightful.